Welcome to the Peak RFP Podcast. Luke and Caleb are back with you today, and we are talking shoulder replacement rehab. Specifically, we're looking at the first six weeks after a shoulder replacement. We're going to talk about both an anatomic shoulder replacement and if you've had a reverse shoulder replacement. So with that in mind, welcome in, Caleb. Hey, brother, good to see you. Good to be here. Okay. So um, uh, we did a podcast uh, last uh, time on shoulder replacement kind of surgical considerations with, with Dr. Doug Phillips from Legend Orthopedics. So you can access that podcast to learn a little bit about how that surgical procedure goes down. Uh, Caleb and I are talking today about kind of what you look like as that patient in that first six weeks. So um, Caleb, any any thoughts before we get started into the rehab of maybe differences a little bit on the anatomic replacement versus the reverse replacement? Yeah, so just definitions to start. Right. An anatomic shoulder replacement means the ball is just a new ball and the socket is a new socket and they don't change the, the mechanics of your shoulder. Right. And, and that is for a patient who has a functioning rotator cuff. A reverse total shoulder is warranted or used when your rotator cuff is just not really doing a good job or the tissue quality isn't, isn't good enough, uh, there's been trauma, and so to put in a new prosthesis or a new joint isn't going to make you functional because your rotator cuff can't move the joint like it's supposed to. So they reverse the components. The ball becomes the socket, the socket becomes the ball, and you get this new mover, your deltoid, which is a big, strong muscle and can really handle the load. Sure. So when you're thinking about rehab, you do have to understand, well, which one did I have and which one are we talking about? Important. An- anatomic total shoulder is a joint replacement for a functioning rotator cuff. A reverse total shoulder is a joint replacement for a non-functioning rotator cuff where the components of the new joint, what we call the prosthesis, are flipped. Right. So in the first couple weeks, you tend to see the folks who had an anatomic shoulder or standard shoulder replacement moving a little slower. And that's not because this surgery is more painful or more mean or more aggressive. It just means that the rotator cuff's still doing its job, and we have to make sure that that rotator cuff doesn't get irritated we don't have that as much with the reverse because the rotator cuff doesn't matter because right. of how the, how the mechanics work. Yeah. So we tend to see uh, initially that that total shoulder replacement, anatomical standard, whatever you want to call it, right. we, we just tend to be a little bit more slow early on. Sure. Yeah, okay. very good. Uh, you know, kind of one as we talked about rehabbing our knee replacements and some of those things, the, some of those kind of general principles – very much apply here. Let's just talk about the first two weeks after shoulder replacement, Uh, you know, which is uh, talking about the knee replacement. I mean, to kind of point us toward that we want to do a couple things. We want to get that inflammatory component calmed down, the soft tissue swelling that you're going to experience after this joint replacement, and start to work on some gentle range of motion. You know, typically this patient in the first two weeks comes into the clinic somewhere around uh, in, in that first week after surgery. Uh, they have a fair amount of some soft tissue swelling in that upper arm and bicep area and some black and blue and things like that. You know, there's a, 
uh, a dressing over that that shoulder uh, where uh, the incision is kind of in the front kind of over you know in the chest area where it connects into the shoulder in the front of the shoulder there but again very common to see a fair amount of soft tissue swelling a fair amount of some black and blue what we call ecchymosis not uncommon like our total knee replacement and so we want to start to teach patients how to calm that swelling down, calm that inflammation down, and get some gentle motion because motion is lotion, motion is medicine. And we're going to be teaching patients the correct kind of uh, areas to be moving the shoulder to help it just start getting moving better, feeling better, and getting some of that swelling reduced. Yeah, simply, you know, I'm telling patients, hey, we got to control your pain and swelling. And then we have to do some range of motion so you don't scar down, get tight. Right. And some of that is just good for healing. And right. some of that is very much just good for not being what we call fear avoidant. Right, sure. We don't want people to be afraid to move. And so the more that in a controlled environment we can teach them that this motion is lotion, this motion is medicine, then their brain stops playing the tricky pattern of I'm going to guard, I'm going to yeah. tense up because it's that soft tissue tension that can really drive people's pain patterns postoperatively. Absolutely. So yes, control pain and swelling, educate on what's normal. Like why is my forearm getting black and blue? Why do I have sometimes a little bit of paresthesias or a little numbness and tingling from the swelling? And, and so we're walking through all of that those first two weeks, always pushing motion uh, into ranges that they don't have. Yeah, you know the the there's there's a couple motions again depending on the type of replacement that you have that your therapist will protect you from. Uh, however, the motion that is safe for both is shoulder flexion. Now we're talking passive range of motion here, folks. So remember, um, if you listen to any of our rotator cuff repair episodes, there's some similarities here. We are talking passive range of motion early, and that means that you're not using that surgical shoulder to lift up and move itself. We're using the other arm. We're we're using us, the therapist, to move that shoulder. We'll we'll begin using a shoulder pulley, again, where those shoulder muscles are relaxed and something else is moving that joint gently. And again, shoulder flexion is this movement that's out in front of us going towards an overhead. So we're not out to the side. We're not reaching behind our backs, these types of things early. Shoulder flexion out in front of us passively is safe. And that's something that you're going to start to do with both types of shoulder replacements within that first two weeks. That's right. And the last thing I'd say we probably often talk to patients about those first two weeks is just posture. Sure. You know, because you're in that sling and your shoulders are rounded and everything kind of hurts. And, and don't miss the fact that that rounded forward posture puts more pressure on your surgery. Right. So just working a couple shoulder blade squeezes, sitting tall, walking tall right. can also be pretty therapeutic. Yeah, it's a good opportunity to just say, look, we, we're going to try to heal up in a good postural position as best as we can. Uh, that's very important. And shoulder mobility is very much related to your shoulder blade position 
kind of where your shoulders are with your posture. So very important. We're also doing elbow, wrist, and hand things. So typically we want people to get out of their sling three times a day to do some gentle exercises. And those are going to be making sure that we don't keep that elbow bent in a 90 degree angle in a sling all day. And, and then we start to develop an elbow problem. So we want to do some elbow range of motion, some wrist and hand and grip strengthening. Those are also the very common things that you're going to see first couple weeks post-op. Uh, a lot of times by the third and fourth week, you don't need to do those anymore because that, that tissue is fine. But uh, early, we're also making sure we're getting that elbow, wrist, and hand moving. Okay. So we'll just kind of jump right into yeah. then, you know, what are we doing two to four weeks out? Yeah. And, and, and these this is a natural progression, right? right? Like we're just, we're going further in your range of motion. We're instituting some what we call acted assisted postures probably not for your rotator cuff muscles and that anatomic total shoulder, but some of your around your shoulder blade muscles and, you know, your biceps and some other things that can be helpful. Uh, and, and then, you know, we're working a little bit more in standing with some wall slides and, right. you know, just, just yeah. slightly more functional exercises. That's right. You know? Yeah, still the kind of same goals. I think that was well said, which is we're just trying to progress that motion that we started with in the first two weeks. You know, we're going to keep that shoulder flexion if we can. We're trying to pick up more degrees as this arm is going up and over your head in a controlled fashion, in a, um, you know, always these are kind of low torque positions. We're not generating, you know, any real force through the shoulder because we're, we want good tissue healing and good tissue uh you know, not irritability. So yeah. we're just working on very, you know, various techniques. I'm, I'm definitely into a shoulder pulley here uh, into this second to fourth week where I can get that patient to sit down at their house every day with this pulley somewhere uh, set up and just take this shoulder out in front of them and start to work on their, you know, going overhead wherever they can go. And, you know, week by week, we're trying to get a little bit more motion there. Uh, in that two to four week time. Again, the shoulder is passive here, relaxed, shouldn't be terribly painful. You know, we don't want people killing it at home, this right. type of thing. Kind of right. like we talked about with our knee replacements. Right. And it's so good, you know, to have you guys as patients in here because we love we love to affirm. You know, you hadn't been through this before. You got questions. You And a part of this progression is, again, affirming that you're heading in the right direction that things are looking good, that in a controlled environment, we can push a little bit and then you can see, oh, hey, that's actually helpful, not harmful. Because I think what people really struggle with here in terms of pain is too much guarding, too much worry, too much anxiety about, am I doing too much? Am I not doing enough? And your therapist can be really helpful at kind of normalizing a lot of that. Yeah. And that's, that's, those are conversations we're still having two to four weeks sure. out. We have them every day. Yeah. It's much, you know, again, similar to that knee replacement, you're not, you're not all better at week three, <laughs> you know? And so it's important to understand as a patient that, that shoulder rehab, whether it's cuff repair, definitely with these shoulder replacements, they do well, but it takes a, it takes a while. Remember, you're in a sling anywhere from four to six weeks, typically, uh, sometimes out, sometimes in for full six weeks. But 
you know, so those are those are times when you're not doing this full range of exercises. It takes a while to get this back. Got to be patient yeah. and, and just steady work and ask a lot of questions with your therapist. You know, get a good understanding of what that time frame is so you don't get frustrated. Right. Sometime in that four to two to four to four to six time, people again are starting to feel frustrated because the shoulder doesn't move great. It's it still has some pain and and things like that. It very important to understand that being it for the long haul, consistently exercise, you're going to do well. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, at four to six weeks, it's really just as we talked about, uh, more of a progression. I you know we'd like that arm to start to really be comfortable in a controlled fashion getting up over your head whether you're laying on your back or sitting using a pulley things like that um some of those shoulder blade muscles are moving well at this time pain should be pretty much down during most of the day uh, and then we're getting ready as well for being out of the sling uh typically somewhere in this four to six time you know depending on your surgery and your and your surgeon you may be getting out of that sling pretty soon yeah, right, for sure. And, and and I think there's a good point there. I was going to say I have two considerations. One of those considerations is this is the time frame where you start to see certain people progress at different speeds, right? right? Because people's systemic overall health is different. Their tissue quality is different. Their their pain management and how their bodies responded to this trauma is different. And so it's, you know, we don't, you don't do this exercise because you're five weeks out. You do right. this exercise because your shoulder shows it's ready for this progression. Very important. So consideration wise, I do, I think we start to see some are out at four, some are out at five, some are out at six. Yeah. And, and, and it's not to compare yourself because right. you're, we are working on your shoulder. Yeah. Not everybody has this same shoulder and you should all be doing the same things because that's just not true. And people can get really hung up on that. Yeah. And so that's just an encouragement to consider that. The other thought I had uh, on this front is is just to, um, well, you know, I'll be honest, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. it'll, it'll come no. back to me. Yeah. Volume. That's what it was. Uh-huh. You know, we talked about this in the Rotator Cuff podcast. You're going to start seeing increased volume in this four to six week time right. frame where we're just throwing new new exercises that are kind of cousins of some of the other exercises you've done just to get you more volume. No, I like that. Yeah. And and that that's a that's a rehab concept. You know, there are lots of protocols out there for every surgery. And protocols are, are just kind of general guidelines. That hopefully what a good therapist is doing is seeing where your individual shoulder tissue and mobility and mechanics are and programming your exercise. We don't do something just because a protocol says at this time this is what you should be doing. Those are guidelines. If your tissue is is needs some more help here, we want to give it that. Uh, super good point on the uniqueness of every shoulder uh, and that, l- listen, don't compare, um, you know, to like the same that we talked about with knee replacements. Don't ask your, you know, family members or your friends about, you know, how you're doing because <laughs> they'll usually tell you something about, uh, you know, that, that their did, theirs didn't hurt that way or whatever. So really good point about um, understanding every shoulder is unique and some will be a little further along here. Some will be a little bit further along there. Uh, taking that long view is the key. That's right. Consistently exercising and things. So again, zero to six weeks, shoulder replacement. We're working on getting you moving, getting that 
that swelling down and then progressing that motion. There's a couple protections that we're talking about that, that are important. And then as we get out of that sling, then we're going to start to move into some functional mobility and strength building. So that that's going to happen in that next uh, six to 12 weeks. And so we'll talk about that in the next episode. Any, any parting thoughts on shoulder replacement? I was just thinking, you know, the, the kind of the P's of this control your pain, right? Progress your motion, right. be patient. Yeah. I love right? it. That, that's kind of the first six weeks. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff, Caleb. Thanks brother. Yep.